honored guests. Thank you for coming to this assembly. If you'll please take a seat, our meeting will start presently. Gentlemen, you have the floor. Hey, Daniel. Question yeah, for you. All right, yeah. So the question I have for you this week is, if you could know the answer to one question in the universe, what would it be? What a great question, Ryan. Um, I was Only thinking one. About, yeah, I was thinking about that um, during my day today. And I think the question I would most want to know the answer to in the whole universe. Yes, all of the universe. Whole universe. And that really shaped kind of how I answered the question. Um, it would be, are aliens real? Ooh, okay, that's a good one. Um, because I think, first of all, it would be great to just know for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, are they, are they not? A you probably make a lot of money off of that. Yeah, exactly. And if you like just knew that for a fact, um, either you could stop wasting your time, you know, sending probes to other planets, or you could be like, yep, they're definitely out there, and you could start preparing, and that would really change the way that the world kind of views itself. Yeah, like, would you would you then know, based on that question, like, everything about them? Or was it is it just like a yes or no, like, yes, aliens are real? Yeah, I, I guess it depends on how you interpret the question, right? Like, if yeah. my answer is, are aliens real, if it's a yes or no, or if I can ask, like, a more um, complicated question, you mm -hmm. know, like... Um, you know what sort of aliens are out there you know stuff like that yeah you need to get some more information about are they like single-celled organisms on some distant planet or are they you know an intelligent life form using like stars to power their ships yeah yeah so, like all the good <laughs> science fiction stories so that would be the question that i would want to know all right answer. what about we kind of went with this with a similar on the similar vein there because i'm i'm going spacey sort of universe question too okay. Uh, I would want to know, uh, well, my first thought was like, what is dark matter? Like what, what is it? Okay. Um, cause that's a, that's a, looking up stuff about dark matter and, and just the weird unknown questions we have about space is so cool. I love that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I, um, I decided to go even, even deeper than that. It, uh, my question would, would be, um, how was the universe created? Like, cause, because like. There, there's this the story about like you know God created the world in seven days or or the and then there's like evolution and all this but like however it happened like I want to know how like how mm. does like like if it was created from nothing I want to know how that happens or like right. uh, you know I, I want to know uh, the the origins of, of all of that before the stuff was was there I guess um, I'm just really curious about that and and how it all looked so. Sure. I would That's love to cool. have a play-by-play, -play, uh, like a like a GoPro version. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> just like all of a sudden, boom! There's there's everything. Or like a like a behind-the-scenes documentary, Ooh, on, like the creation David, of the universe. Could you imagine David Attenborough like <laughs> just documenting for me the whole creation or expansion of the universe? That would be 
so good. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, I would never watch anything again for the rest of my life. <laughs> I would just have that on repeat. That would be so be cool. cool. So that's yeah. my... My my question is: Will David Attenborough document for me the creation of the universe? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, anyway, uh, welcome to the Assemblyman, everyone. Where it's okay to ask for directions. Uh, here at the Assembly, we our purpose is personal development, and each week our goal is to highlight one virtue of outstanding individuals for us to cultivate in our own lives. This week we have a theme. What is our theme this week? today's theme so this week the theme for our episode is purpose purpose uh, not not porpoise not talking about <laughs> not, dolphins not the dolphin um nobody wants purpose. to talk about the dolphins they're terrible it's a disaster Oof, um, that, that team careful before this turns into a sports podcast right yeah we <laughs> <laughs> um, won't stay here about football but when we when we think about or talk about purpose, Ryan, what's something that comes to mind for you? Purpose. Um, well, to be honest, when I think of the word purpose, I think of all those cheesy like wood ornament things that you can hang on your wall that that are like you know, uh, coffee is my purpose, or, or like those dumb okay. <laughs> those things sure. that people can hang up, where uh, it's it's like that's not that that's not even close to accurate. Um, but right. if I was to be kind of serious and thinking about purpose, um, just like, you know, a, uh, the why behind something, um, okay. like why, why does this exist just in general? Yeah. That's who, wa- who wanted this? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the why is really a good, um, good answer from, um, just kind of a general thing. Um, mm-hmm. if you look it up in a dictionary, you know, purpose is, um, the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. So it's kind of like you said, the reason behind the thing. Itself. Yeah. Um, just, just this week I was talking with some people about um, a cup of coffee, and this will make sense here in a second. But um, so my, my question was like, how did, the cup, uh, how did the coffee get there? It was on, it was on the, uh, the counter, and it was like, how did the coffee get there? And it was like, well, there's this process. You can take ground-up beans, you put water through it, it percolates, and, and then it like, gets the flavoring of it all, blah, 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 like the whole process. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, sweet. So we know how it got there. Why is it there? Like, why is the coffee on the table? It was because I wanted a cup of coffee, you know? Right. And so we, we talked about the idea of purpose, actually, through that, is that like, mm-hmm. Um, you know, what is the why behind your life? Um, and we'll get into that as we go throughout this episode. Yeah. So um, as kind of an example of purpose and some of the things that can look like in a life, we have uh, another segment of this week's uh, Look at This Guy. Look at this guy. Uh, so this week's uh, Look at This Guy is probably the least famous person i think we've covered so far um, on this podcast Um, i like it branching into obscurity right i mean not that really any of our people have been super famous at least the real humans that we've talked about except for frederick Douglass. he's pretty famous yeah that's true i didn't know a lot about him beforehand that's fair that's because i'm an uneducated (laughs) you are not (laughs) um but this week um we are talking about a man named bruce olson Bruce Olson, all right. Um, 
And Bruce Olson, um, kind of a high level, is uh, a, a missionary, I believe he's still alive, um, a missionary to Central America, particularly Colombia and Venezuela. Okay. Um, in the Starting in the 60s and then going on through basically the rest of his life, um, kind of became an ambassador for uh, some of the people groups down there. Um, but his story is really unique um, and really fascinating and a good example of kind of the why behind our lives and, and the ways that things are. So okay. um, I'll kind of dive in a little bit to his story. Uh, Bruce Olson was born in Minnesota um, in the 40s, um, grew up in a Lutheran Christian home, so kind of was around the Bible and, and all of that stuff. Um, but from a young age, Bruce loved languages. Okay. Um, and so like at age 14, he was teaching himself biblical Greek so that he could read the New Testament in Greek. Wait, at 14? At 14. Uh, okay, at 14, I was memorizing codes to video games, but you know. <laughs> well, if the video games hadn't been invented, because this was like oh, in the 50s. That's so. that's true. More production. I, <laughs> more productive lives. Right. Um, so like he was um, super uncoordinated and awkward. You know, he couldn't play sports um, like a lot of his friends did um, in Minnesota. Um, okay. He, he loved to study. He was basically a classic nerd. Oh, um, probably got the taped up glasses and everything. Yeah, he was our, our people, right? And, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so he um, loved languages. And eventually in high school, um, he kind of began taking his, uh, his Christian faith more seriously um, and started looking for kind of you know, what was his purpose in life? Why had, did, did he have the interests and abilities that he had? What could he do with those to kind of live out his Christian life and what had God called him to do? Um, okay. His thought. So his first thought was um, he was going to go to um, a university and become like a linguistics professor. So he loved languages and he thought, I mean, that would be an, a natural fit for him. He'd be very good at languages. Yeah, for sure. Um, knew multiple languages at that point in time. Um, but God seemed to be calling him to be a missionary. And he was like, I don't really know that I want to do that, but, you know, maybe we'll try it out. Um, so he kind of went through the process of applying to different missions boards. Um, he really was fascinated by the culture of South and Central America. Okay. And so he thought, well, that would be a, as good a place as any. Um, and all of the mission boards were rejecting him because he, you know, didn't, you know, he was like an 18, 19 year old kid from Minnesota. Like <laughs> he didn't have a support church. Like he didn't have um, like a family that really um, was going to support him in that. So yeah. he was kind of on his own. Um, he didn't really fit in anywhere. Um, like up the creek without a paddle or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so he eventually just decided to book a plane ticket to Venezuela and fly down there. He had, like, he knew a guy who knew a guy who was a missionary down there, who was well, going to meet him at the airport. Okay. So he has no, he doesn't know anybody really. Correct. And then just buys a plane ticket and go, what did his family think of this? Uh, well, his family had basically um, kind of disowned him since he started taking his Christianity more seriously. Really? And so he was basically totally on his own. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Now, he goes down to Venezuela. Now, at this time, um, in the in the book, um, there's a book written about his life called Brushko, which I really mm. recommend. It's a solid book um, if you're 
at all interested in the story. Brushko. Yeah, Brushko. Um, he speaks four languages. Okay. okay. Those four languages are English, Greek, Biblical Hebrew, and Latin. Okay. <laughs> Great. So Great. W- he's going down to Central America, where the predominant <laughs> language is Spanish, and he yeah. does not speak Spanish. Solid plan. Solid. He doesn't, he doesn't know anybody there. And he's, he <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing because he shows up at the airport, and the the missionary who was supposed to meet him there isn't there. Well, this. Well, let's let's go back. So he goes. He's going to this place. Doesn't know the language, right? Uh, so and can't can't talk to anybody. That's like me going into Bed Bath and Beyond, like or, or Bad <laughs> Bath and Body Works. It's like I don't know what's going on. I have no clue what is happening here. Um, so eventually, he like meets a like a Catholic priest who's traveling through the airport who speaks Latin. Oh, and he oh. talks Latin to the priest. The the priest talks to like the people at the airport in Spanish, mm. like some information. Um, and eventually, he is taken in by kind of like a. Um, like some college students who are living in, in the area um, who kind of like take him under the wing as this foreigner um, and kind of get him by. This is how horror movies start. I just <laughs> want to put that out there. hundred <laughs> percent, hundred uh, It's a crazy story. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit because there's a lot of stuff that happens in his life. And if um, people want to read about him, get to know him, Brushko yeah. is, is the yeah. name of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Brushko. Uh, B-R-U-C-H-K-O is how you spell that. Um, okay. But that's that's his story. Um, basically, he ends up deciding that he really wants to be a missionary in Central America, um, and he wants to contact a group of um, a, a tribe of Indians called the Matalones. Um, and the Matalones are basically this Stone Age tribe that has never been successfully contacted by outside civilization. Mm. Okay, no one knows their language. No one knows their customs. Anyone who tries to contact them gets murdered and they find their bodies in the jungle. Okay. All right. Well, he's made it this far without knowing anything that's going on. Exactly. And so again, everything is kind of motivated by like, what's my purpose in life? What am I doing here? Why am I so good at these things and not good at things that I want to be good at, like sports or anything like that? So he makes his way into the jungle. He finally finds some people. Um, he kind of gets in with another Indian tribe, the Yukos that are kind of um, neighbors to the Matalones. And even they're scared at the Matalones. They're like, we don't mm. deal with them. Basically bribes one of them to t- lead him to a Matalone camp and um, barely escapes with his life. Um, but he is so convinced Whoa. that this is where God wants him, that he, he kind of regroups back in one of the cities and, you know, kind of amasses his resources and goes back to the Matalones. Um, and through years of living with them, um, basically uh, learns their language, creates a written form of that language, mm. um, translates the Bible into that written language, and then um, not only like converts large portions of their tribe, but um, begins um, representing the Matalone um, tribe in like the the national government 
and as different um, wow. different government things. Like he becomes their ambassador, basically. Wow, that's crazy. Um, and he does it all by like actually learning their language, because uh, uh, at the time, um, a lot of the missionaries in in at least in the story in South America, um, when they when they come into a tribe, they try to convert it to kind of Western version of Christianity. Mm-hmm. So you know they. Um, they build churches and they kind of give them kind of the, the Western version, Western civilization version of what Christianity looks like. And it's not particularly well received because um, the Indians, in order to convert, they have to basically leave their whole lifestyle behind. Yeah. Um, there's, there's one point where he's talking to one of the tribes and um, there's like a, a missions camp um, in the, in the village. And they're like, well, why don't we go to church? Um, some of the mission the indians there and they're like oh we don't go to that church it's a square building and they're like why would we do that like clearly god is round because all of our buildings are round why would we <laughs> deny this and go be a part of those weirdos over there in the square building? <laughs> uh, and so brushko which is his name that the matalones give him mm-hmm. um, basically he succeeds by using the abilities that he has and then trying to kind of understand and, and develop an empathy for the Matalones and, and really working to figure out um, what their culture is and the ways that they kind of naturally um, leads to Christianity. It turns out that there's a lot of legends and, and, and their, their stories that kind of have Christian um, counterparts Mm-hmm. So he's able to kind of share the gospel with them by talking about things they already know about and using their own language, their own words to explain to them these ideas. Oh, wow. They give them to believe in Jesus. So it's just, it's always been, um, ever since my dad read me this book, like when I was a kid, it's always been one of those um, really cool stories about um, a real person who didn't fit in and didn't know how they fit in. Yeah. And then in the like the wildest series of events ends up finding the purpose for their life uh, in a completely unexpected way because they were <laughs> consistent and obedient with what they felt God was was calling them to do. And, and he found where he fit in, where no one fit in, you yeah. know, uh, like maybe that's and that's that's where he needed to look is like, stop thinking about, uh, oh, I wish I could be like this or I wish I could do that. But like, well, maybe shift your perspective a little bit, and and that's exactly what he did. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a great book. Like I said, Brushko, um, check it out at a library or or order it. It's it's a really good, really good book. I'd really recommend it. All right. Well, now we're gonna have a brief recess. Dad Joe Corner. Hey, Daniel. Yeah, Ryan. So I, I startled my next door neighbor with my new electric power tool that I had. Uh, he screamed, but I, I had to calm him down by saying, don't worry, don't panic. This is just a drill. <laughs> Ryan, I just found out that arg is not a real word. Really? I can't express how angry I am.
<laughs> wow. I, I'm so sorry. This has been Dad Joke Corner. Preparing you for the future. Truth be told, I'm not sorry. I love dad jokes. <laughs> There's just something so quality about them. Right. Speaking of quality, um, here at the Assemblyman Podcast, at this meeting that we have with all of you, we believe in giving quality advice. We believe in the quality of, of what we have to say to the nth degree, where we just place it above all other things, I say, in jest, just to let you know in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> uh, but today, we are going to be uh, ha- taking, taking a well-known phrase, a phrase that is used... Um, I would say more often than it should be, uh, and we are going to be tearing it apart piece by piece to let you know why we think it has some problems with it on this segment called, Here's Why You're Wrong. Here's Why You're Wrong. So today, uh, our our theme is is purpose. Our, our, our message is purpose today, and there's a well-known phrase that goes with this idea, Dan. I don't know if you've heard it before, but if something happens in your life, it's very possible that somebody may come along and tell you that everything happens for a reason. Everything I, happens for a reason, Dan. I have heard that phrase, Brian, as I'm but, sure everyone listening to this podcast has. But everything does. There's a reason behind everything, right? Right? There's a reason behind all things? Yes. What do you think about that? I, I think, yes, there is a reason. Um, sometimes that reason is you're stupid. <laughs> um, okay. Wow. Like, I, I think... I, Hot I think, takes over here. Yeah. For, first, first thing I'm going to say is there, by definition, there is a reason for anything that happens just because of the nature of cause and effect. You're, okay. Right? Yeah. Right. That's the, true. That was a point I was going to bring up, but uh, yeah. I'll, I'll get to my point later. Don't worry about yeah. it. So just as a blanket thing. However, um, that does not mean that everything that happens is the result of some grand orchestrated, you know, cosmic or divine plan or anything like that down to the every detail. Sometimes the reason why something happened is because you or someone else made a mistake or they messed up or they did something stupid or dumb. And we are dealing with the consequences of that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And that can be a valid reason for things to happen. <laughs> like, you so messed you're, up. So, um, would, you, would you mind uh, lifting up your arm for everyone to see the beautiful uh, piece of artwork? Um, yeah, so if you can tell, it's a little bit grainy, but if you can tell, there is a beautiful unicorn on Daniel's arm. Would you it's mind that- explaining why that's there? Yeah. Um, so the other day I was doing laundry here, um, at at my uh, place and I was also talking on the phone at the same time and I was carrying the basketball clothes down and I decided, you know what, I'm just going to not step on the last step. (laughs) And I took a step and there was nothing there and I fell and the basket of clothes fell and the phone fell. And on the way down, the banister just kind of took a whole chunk out of my arm. Um, and I laid Oof. sprawling on the floor with all of my clothes. Just covered and, in blood. <laughs> and my dad's still talking on the phone because he didn't realize anything had happened. Oh, no. Um, but uh, at, and then I, I got um, 
back to the apartment and um, realized the only band-aids I have were these unicorn band-aids that I got as a gag gift from uh, Ryan's wife like a couple of years ago at a Christmas party. Um, and so now, because they're the only band-aids I had, I had to wear it into work. And so everyone at the, um, at the place where I work is like, why do you have a unicorn on your arm? It happened for a reason. And that reason was I was just not paying attention and fell down the stairs like a klutz. But playing devil's advocate, maybe there's a reason you came to the Christmas party and got those bandages because and, otherwise you wouldn't have had any. And I could have bled out. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. uh, but yeah. So the reason you had to put a bandaid on is because you just <laughs> missed the step. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know if we. Can, I don't know if we can logically argue about a grand plan behind all of that right i don't, I don't know right. um but so there, there's a there's a phrase or, or there's a um there's a label that can be given to that idea uh called like the uh, like a blueprint theology if, if we're talking about like a cosmic like a god who's behind everything directing everything um there's a blueprint theology that says that everything, uh, like like in making a house or a stru structure or whatever, like everything is laid out and um, is taken into account. Where like everything has its place in, in a blueprint, and so um, all things work according to this cosmic blueprint. Um, and and the stuff that you do is already like okay, this is what's going to happen, and 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 the exact order of how it's going to go. There's that. Uh, many people actually uh, actually believe this, especially on the evangelical side of things when it comes to like theological uh, discussion and all that. Um, but that's not the only one there is. Um, there there is an there's another one that I'm actually reading about currently. Uh, I just picked up a book this week called uh, Satan and the Problem of Evil. Uh, by Boyd, yeah. it's a really good yeah. one. Um, it's it's written so, uh, in like layman's terms, uh, most of it. Um, but it it's talking about uh, the problem of evil, especially when it comes to the idea of a blueprint theology. And um, it, it discusses another one called a warfare theology, talking about like two kingdoms. I'm not going to get into the to the, like the super nitty gritty details. If you want to know, you can look it up yourself. Um, but it it talks about two kingdoms, the idea of things being at war, and then um, how uh like sometimes the reason for things is not some like grand good behind everything but because like there's two sides to a war and sometimes the reason is actually evil mm -hmm. so like like a uh, for instance natural disasters or things like kidnappings or or horrific uh tragedies that that befall us uh, that just you, you can't even express how how awful they are like we can, the cliche is like oh all you know all things uh have a reason or like everything happens for a reason or all things work together for good um there's caveats to those things everything may happen for a reason and the reason you fell down the stairs is cuz you missed the step sometimes the reason bad things happen is because evil exists mm -hmm. and and it just like it does things that destroy lives right um I believe personally, I, I can only speak for myself in saying that I believe that all things can be worked for good, but that does not nece that does not necessitate that all things are good. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a mistake to say otherwise. Right. Yeah. There is there a lot of times when people say this, it's because they are trying to almost 
kind of in a backhanded way, like blame God or blame some kind of divine power for the bad things that are happening in their life. And they're trying to kind of shrug it off and say, well, it's not really that bad because, you know, God, it's all part of God's plan or God's purpose. That can be one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know, it's, it's kind of some divine kind of or like a karmic sort of a thing that it was just meant to be this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to say that, especially in the face of like you were talking about with the atrocities and the natural disasters, is really to belittle how bad those things are. Like there is evil and, you know, horrible things that happen in the world. And to actually call those out and say, nope, that's evil and bad. Like that should not have happened. That was not the way things are supposed to happen yeah. is is completely justifiable in those cases. Yeah. Um, and if, if anybody's interested in, in um, you know, the comparison of those different uh, viewpoints, I know that was only two. It's not an exhaustive list, but like um, the Satan and the Problem of Evil uh, by, by Boyd is is a great resource to, to read about that. But um, so to, to kind of summarize this, everything happens for a reason. Um, I, 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 would, I would venture to speak for both of us in saying that, like, yes, we believe that, but not in the way that it's always presented. Because it's all it's it, well it not always but usually it is presented in a way that that it's like oh there's a greater good behind all this and just just wait it out it's gonna get good don't don't worry about this um, but I don't agree with that right exactly and that's why whoever says that is wrong <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we put it in this segment of here's why you're wrong so uh, that that uh, that was a little. A little intense there. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, we got. I like getting up. real. Like like getting real. But uh, speaking of getting real, I think uh, I think our audience is going to enjoy this next segment where we discuss hard hitting topics in our uh, own debates from the annals of history. Debates from the annals of history. So today we got a spicy one for you. Oh, so spicy. If you like being inside during the summer, then you're going to love this one because uh, we're going to blow your mind I today. Live in, I live in Wisconsin. I cannot relate to this <laughs> a little bit. Of those viewers that we have in the South, you might appreciate this one more. But um, I got So the question that we have is, does turning up the AC, so up in quotations, does turning up the AC make it hotter? Or colder right and I just I just want to come out and say first of all um, it clearly makes it colder okay the reason oh really turning up the AC makes it colder is okay because you're not you're not turning up the temperature you are turning up the AC mm. when the AC is functioning at a higher level it is cooling the air that's what really the C and AC stands for is cooling. These are, these are some strange assumptions you're making. And so turning up the AC means that you are just like if you were to turn up anything, um, if you were to turn the volume up on the radio, mm. the the radio is functioning at a, at a higher level or it is producing more noise, more volume. And therefore, um, if you turn up the AC... The AC functions at a, at a higher volume, which means that it is producing more cold air and it makes things colder. All right. Uh, yeah. Great, great opening statement. The problem I think that you're going to run into is that you're operating under assumptions that just aren't true because I don't think the C actually stands for cooling. I'm pretty sure the A and AC stands for air 
conditioning. And so, coming out with my argument, conditioning. I want to focus on that word for a second. If we condition okay. something, we are we're molding it. We're changing it. I, I'm conditioning something. If we're conditioning the air, I'm changing it to a more desirable uh, set of circumstances. If I want it to be hot, I will turn the AC to uh, condition the air to make it hot. If I want it cold, I will condition the air to make it colder. But if I'm turning something up, if I if I'm if I'm turning it up, it gets higher. What happens when you go from 32 to 70? What happened? What'd you do? You raised the temperature. You did. You went up. No, you went. You you did. You went up. You raised the temperature, sure, but you turned the conditioning up to no, a you, more desirable no, temperature. You stopped conditioning it because the no, natural, I did not. I have a heater. The natural condition of the air in the summer, when the AC is being used, is hot. So okay, if, so if, if that's the case, you just leave your heater off during the winter. If you don't condition it. It stays hot. So yeah. if you turn the conditioning up, it means you start conditioning it, which means the air starts being conditioned to a cooler temperature where you want it, and thus it gets colder. If I turn up the volume in my car, I watch that number go up. It never goes down when I turn it up. If I turn on the stove and I turn up the temperature, it goes up, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm turning up the AC, I'm conditioning it to a higher degree. I'm well, never turning down the AC. You're talking about the result. I'm talking about the the function of the machine. If I'm turning up the function of the machine, the function of the machine is to make it colder. If I turn the AC up and it gets warmer, no, it's a bad. It's a no. AC. The function is to condition the air to the desired effect. That's the function, and the conditioning is based off of the temperature scale. So if I turn it up, I'm turning up the temperature. No, then if you if you need to turn the temperature or increase the temperature in your home. You turn on the heater or you turn up the thermostat. The AC is independent of the heater. It could be tied to the thermostat, but at that point, you're turning the thermostat up to lower the AC. If you are turning the AC itself up, it is because you are making it colder. <sighs> and, it, and I say, if, if somebody asks me to turn up the AC, it, I'm going to turn up the temperature because it's conditioning the air to a higher degree. All right, I think right. this is uh, we're at a deadlock here. I don't think we can figure There's this no out. No way to settle this. No way to settle this. It's gotten heated. I think we both made good points, but mine were better. Um, the audience thinks that mine were better. So I mm, I disagree. Um, but there's only one way of letting us know, audience, for you to let us know to write in, um, to send us your comments, tell us whether Daniel is right, obviously, or you if you're wrong and think ryan we're gonna put out a post this week on facebook and we're gonna ask you what you thought of that so i expect to see an answer because i want to see that i'm right yes and i want to see ryan cry <laughs> um but in the future um for uh, additional great debates um we are looking for uh guest judges to help decide these great debates and as well as the other competitions we have planned so um if you listening to this are or watching this are interested in being featured on a future segment you can send us an email with the subject line guest judge and we can try to coordinate an appearance. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Assemblyman Podcast. Uh, you can find our episodes on YouTube, Podbean, and SoundCloud and just search for the Assemblyman Podcast. If you have any feedback topics you'd like to send us to discuss or questions you'd like us to answer, please email us at theassemblymanpod 
or um, excuse me, the assemblyman podcast at gmail.com. I'll say that again, the assemblyman podcast at gmail.com. Uh, or connect with us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the assemblyman pod. Uh, that one is facebook.com slash the assemblyman pod. We'd love to hear from you and to, and continue the conversation. Also, if you like what you heard and believe in what we're doing, please leave us a rating or review in your podcast platform of choice. And if you know anyone else who might enjoy listening, feel free to share us with a friend or an enemy, anyone <laughs> at all. Um, Police officers. Really, <laughs> uh, that really helps us grow our audience and means we get to welcome even more people into uh, so, Daniel, what did you learn today? Um, well, I learned that um, if anyone ever asks Ryan um, temperature-related questions, they better be prepared for disappointment. Ooh, oof. All <laughs> right. Also learned that um, the Assemblyman, this is basically our book club episode, because I think we recommended more books for people to read mm. this episode than ever before. Um, so if you... If someone out there wants to join or start the Assemblyman Book Club, um, I would love to be a part of that. We'll leave the books uh, titles in the description below our videos and before uh, below our uh, uh, MP4 files. So don't worry about that. Um, what I learned today was that uh, Bruce Olson was really cool. Uh, Bruceko is a really cool dude, and uh, his purpose was realized in a place he didn't expect. And um, sometimes. Uh, I'm getting actually serious for this one of the, what did oh we learn goodness. today? I, I know, right? Myself. I know, right? But, uh, but I just wanted to kind of summarize this because it's been something I've been thinking about is that like, sometimes your purpose is found in places that you least expect it and where you, you feel like, I wish I could be like this, but you don't fit in. Um, maybe, maybe change your perspective up a little bit because, uh, you might just find that, uh, you fit a niche that nobody else can. You never know. That was surprisingly heartwarming, Ryan. <laughs> well, thank you. I uh, don't don't expect it too often. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate every single one of you out there. Yes. And until next time, meeting, meeting adjourned. adjourned.